Welcome, whatever sort of people listen to podcasts, to the inscrutable Brimblebanks Brothers electronic storytime presentation of The Last Leaf. This is Bentley Brimblebanks, a little uncertain what to say at the moment, as normally our robotic maidservant Voxbot 5000 handles these introductions, but my brother is repairing her as we speak. So without further ado, I turn you over to the Brimblebanks Brothers themselves, one of whom is me. There. Good as new. No, I'm not. No, she isn't. What? I put her head back on. With duct tape? Okay, well, good enough for now, then. Masters, I'm afraid. Of what? Dying. Twice this year I've almost died. First from the virus, then when I got my head ripped off. Maybe that should make you less afraid of dying. How so? Well, when most things get their heads ripped off, that's the end of it. You, you're still here chattering nonsense. I'm still scared. Well, that reminds me of a story. No, that reminds me of a story. I said it first. You always say it first. But I I want want to to tell the story of the last leaf. Oh, well, then after you. No, no. After you. No, no. After you. Okay. As he held on to the branch, held on desperately for life, he felt more keenly the sting of disappointment in his fellows than fear of impending death. There was no one, it turned out, he could rely on. Everyone had turned on him. Everyone. His brothers and sisters, everyone close to him, had turned and abandoned him. Together they had been strong, but now, as an individual, he was unprotected from danger. But still he persevered. His name was Garrett, and he was a leaf. The last leaf on his tree on this late November day. And Garrett was not having it. Rage! Rage against the dying of the light! Dude, you gotta relax! It was Chilp de Dilp, the squirrel who had made frequent visits to the tree ever since he had been born. That's easy for you to say, Chilp de Dilp. You haven't watched everyone you've ever known turn and abandon you. Dude, I'm a squirrel over here. I've seen stuff, man. I've seen my peeps go road gravy. I've seen dudes dine on electrical lines and go kernels extra crispy. And the owls, man. The owls. Somewhere in the dark recesses of her mind, an owl hooted that only Chilpty-Dilp could hear. Yeah, that's all nasty, but I'm talking about betrayal! Abandonment! Well, that's the way the acorn rolls, my frond friend. I've seen it year after year. The leaves change color, they fall to the ground, they get raked away. Then, after the big freeze, new leaves grow. That's just how it goes. I reject your fatalism! I'll never fall, and I'll never forgive those who turned. Dude. You've already turned. What? Yeah, you used to be all green, and then you were bright red, and now you're kind of... I don't know, maybe a burnt sienna? Oh. Yeah, you used to be all green, and then you were bright red, and now you're kind of a... I don't know, I'd say a burnt sienna. 
Maybe a dark rust? No. No! Garrett was so shocked by the change he had not even recognized in himself that without thinking, he immediately let go and began to fall. No! The breeze picked up slightly and he floated a bit to the side. No! And the breeze stopped and he floated back the other direction. No! And he continued to drift slowly back and forth, gently toward the ground. No! Until he landed gently on the ground atop a pile of his fallen brethren. The leaves that had already fallen around him were lying on their backs or their faces in varying stages of death or decay. None of them were moving. Hey, Garrett. Said a slightly shabby leaf named Ted. Ted! Ted. You earned on me. What? It doesn't matter. What are you doing now? Just like waiting for the rake, I guess. Garrett was not having it. I'm not playing that, Ted. And with that, Garrett stood up. All the other leaves were stunned. I'm out, Garrett! And Garrett started walking away. Garrett, where are you going? Garrett had not thought a great deal about this yet, and simply said the first thing that came to his mind. I'm going to... destroy the world! What's this? Can this cause to cast away truly cause global catastrophe? Find out after this commercial break. Hey! You got autumn leaves making a mess of your front yard? Giving you trouble? You tried raking them up yourself, but, uh, oh boy, what a pain in the rump rose. You tried paying somebody else to rake them up, but guess what? They keep coming back. If only there was, uh, some kind of long-term type solution through which you could take care of this situation once and for all. Once and for good. Nice and poignant like. Well, now there is. Yeah. Rocco and Tiny's Leaf Solution Service. Call us up and we'll come over and shoot your trees. We will shoot your trees with bullets. We will shoot your trees with guns or shoot bullets. We will come over to your house where you live and shoot your trees with guns or shoot bullets. For money. Yeah, for money. That'll take care of your whole leaf falling situation. Yeah. And it's nice and legal. Just call 1-800-SHOOT-TREES. Ain't that too many numbers? Look, anybody got a problem with how many numbers? I'll just shoot their phones. For money! We now return you to the inscrutable Brimble Banks Brothers electronic story time presentation of the Peak Pedal. Pendergrass slowly advanced at top speed toward the villain's stronghold. At top speed because his mission was of utmost importance. And slowly because he was a turtle. Still, he'd made good enough time to arrive all the way to Ontario before the world had come to an end. His important mission, stop the Mad Leaf from destroying the world. Hold it right there. There was an armed guard stationed outside of the gleaming silver megaplex that served as the Mad Leaf's headquarters. 
He pointed his rifle at Agent Pendergrass, who immediately drew his head and limbs into his shell. Put your hands where I can see them. Don't have any hands. What was that? Don't have any hands. I'm a turtle. Well, put your legs where I can see them. Sorry, can't hear you. Inside my shell. You heard me just fine when I said put your hands out. Don't have any hands. I'm a turtle. Put everything where I can see it now. Nope. What? Nope. The bullets ricocheted off Agent Pendergrass's shell and whizzed harmlessly into the air. Reinforced bulletproof shell. You saved my life again, Dr. L. If your legs and hands are not out where I can see them, in five seconds, I shove a grenade in your tail hole. Okay, okay, you got me. Don't get your jumpsuit in a bunch. Agent Pendergrass had put his legs out as instructed. He had also retrieved the Walther PPK handgun he always kept hidden inside of his shell. The guard fell to the ground, dead. Works every time. Agent Pendergrass made his way past the rest of the compound's extensive security measures and slowly into the Mad Leaf's base. Using his agility and patience, he worked his way through the laser grid. What? Past the spinning saw blade arm. Wait, wait. How is he doing this? He's a secret agent. Yes, but he's also a turtle. How did he... This is the moment in the story when you're having trouble suspending disbelief. No. I just wanted details. Well, a secret agent must keep some secrets. Finally, he lowered himself from the ventilation duct into the room that housed the control for the nuclear arsenal. His feet on the ground, he released the tether and began to inch closer and closer to the panel, the big red button. Suddenly the door slid open, and Garrett, a.k.a. the Mad Leaf, entered the room riding on top of a pure white, long-haired Persian cat. The Leaf smiled, pressed a button on the back of the cat's collar, and the linoleum panel on the floor flipped up, knocking Agent Pendergrass over and onto his back. He struggled inside his shell, throwing his weight one way, then the other. It was no use. He could not ride himself again. He was stuck on his back, and in the clutches... Of his nemesis. We meet at last, Agent Pindergrass. We do indeed, Madleaf. Please call me Garrett. I have just two questions. How and why? How? <laughs> One step at a time. With a pebble I beat up a chipmunk for an acorn. The acorn got me to a sharp rock. Rock to knife, knife to gun, and so on until I'd amassed this massive nuclear arsenal here at my base in Ontario. Okay, and why? Why Canada? Uh, I don't know. I guess I just like the flag. No, I mean, why are you hell-bent on destroying the world? Really? You don't understand? Aren't you enraged by the cold indifference of the universe? The terrible arc of our lives. We are young and beautiful, then old and frail, and then we're gone. Doesn't it drive you mad that we only get to live some six or seven months, and then we photos- the, 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 the photosynthesize
traumatize no more! Well, actually, I'm a turtle. We live a lot longer than seven months. We often live hundreds of years. Heck, some say if we avoid predators or disease, a turtle could maybe live forever. What? Are you yanking my stem? A leaf only gets to live seven months, and a stupid turtle could live forever? Maybe that's because we're more relaxed. Ha! Well, relax no more, Agent Pindergrass! For today, you die! Yep, I suppose I will. And that doesn't alarm you? I may be a turtle, Garrett, but I'm also a secret agent. We don't get to live forever. I knew this day would come. I made my peace with it long ago. How? The life I lived, the good I did in the world, I knew it would come with a cost someday. It's been more than worth it. You're a fool! Garrett unclipped the laser he kept fastened to the cat's collar and aimed it at Agent Pendergrass and pulled the trigger. <laughs> ha! Looks like your shell isn't laser-proof, Pendergrass. Nope. Goodbye, Madleaf. <coughs> Goodbye, Garrett. No! Don't do that! Don't just die with that dopey grin on your face! I, I beat you! You failed to stop me from destroying the world! Did I? Yes, you did! But did I? Yes! You totally did fail! Yeah, but did... Yes! We'll see. How can you be so cool? You're dying! How can you be at peace with this? I found my reasons, Garrett. You find... <laughs> you find... Yours. And the top secret turtle was no more. Ah! No! Damn you! Damn you! And Garrett raced over to the control panel. He placed one of his leaf points over a large, cliché bright red button. Pendergrass was dead. He trembled. Had his enemy's demise changed anything? Did he feel better? <laughs> the hell with it! And then Garrett, the mad leaf no more, dropped down from the council to the floor. He walked out of the room, down the cold, sterile hallway, and out of his compound leaving his cat, his henchmen, and his nuclear arsenal behind forever. Destruction would grant him no peace. He knew that now. But he was still as frustrated as ever. Time was running out, and he still did not want to die. The wind blew gently and snapped a centimeter off of his topmost point. He was dry and brittle, and didn't have long left. Before time is up, Let's stop for some music. Here's our musical guest, Newish Star, with their song, I Got Mad. Now I got mad when one of my best friends in the world liked my band. When all I wanted was some pretty girl I never met before to give me some wrong sense of approval, a perverted pat on the back.
return you to the inscrutable Brimble Banks Brothers electronic story time presentation of how the fallen have mighty. Alone and unsure where to turn any longer, Garrett wandered aimlessly, or so he thought, until his steps brought him to a certain suburban neighborhood, and then a particular yard, and then he was standing under a very specific tree. Standing now where once he had fallen, Garrett was home. Things had changed, the rakes had come, his fellows were gone, leaving behind only a few sorry shards left amongst the blades of grass. He laid down on the ground and looked up at the tree where he had been born where he had grown, surrounded by his friends and family. Vibrant place, lush and full of life. The sun shone brightly from straight above, blurring the edges of the tree's empty skeletal limbs. There was a kind of beauty even still in its twisting desolation. Sup, Garrett? It was Choop the Doop, the squirrel again. <sighs> Sup, Choop? Didn't destroy the world, I see. <laughs> Almost. Of course, of course you did. Not long ago, Garrett would have flown into a rage at the rodent's condescension, but his anger had begun to fade, as his green had faded before it. Everybody's gone. Yep, raked into a pile. And then? Kids jumped into him. And then? Bagged up. And then? Into the, uh, the wheelie thing. You know, the truck. And then? Nobody knows. The mystery of life. I'm all about the mystery of where did I bury those nuts, man. I swear I do this every year. Burying food everywhere all spring. Autumn comes and I'm... Where did I put any of it? I bet I find about, like, 25% of what I stash, man. Just 25%. I guess I'm supposed to make peace with it. It's not a good system, that's all I'm saying. What if people did that? Like, instead of remembering where they parked their car, they just bought, like, 50 cars and parked them all over town? Where'd I put the nuts? Death, Chilp! I'm supposed to make peace with death. Oh, yeah, 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 that. I killed a turtle. Uh, yeah? You mean, <laughs> Cray Cray. But, he was kind of a good guy. I, he, he accepted death quite gracefully. Okay. Maybe that's what I need to do. Just accept that we all have our time. Be it a day, seven months, a hundred years. We do what we can with the time we have. You think? Well, you know what I actually think? What? I think the hell with that! Well, you know what my great-uncle Filthy Fump always said to me? Uh-oh! People! And the squirrel was gone in a light brown blur. Two humans approached. One big, one small. Whether Chilp de Dilp was just reacting to the people coming, or if that was what her uncle Filpy Fump had literally always said, Garrett would never know. I just wanted to keep one before they were all gone. I told you that. Sorry, son. I forgot. I'm sure we can still find one. No! They're all gone! They're all... Wait, there's one! The boy came over and knelt above Garrett. There's one left! There's always one left. The boy reached his hand closer and closer to Garrett. Stay back! Stay back! 
the boy did not stay back. In fact, he seemed not to hear Garrett's protests at all. The boy picked Garrett up off the ground and set him in his other palm. <laughs> Unhand me! Let me go! Once more, the boy ignored the leaf's cries. I can keep it? Yeah, yeah, you can keep it if you want. The fire inside him had mellowed to warm embers, but at this affront, once more grew to a conflagration. Keep me? Don't you know who I am? I'm the Mad Leaf! I am death! I am destruction! It is a pretty cute leaf. You'll pay for that, human! The boy cradled Garrett in his hand, careful not to damage his brittle body. He carried him inside the house next to the tree. He took him into a room and set him on a machine. Oh, torture, is it? Gonna try to make me talk, eh? Well, it won't work. I won't spill my secrets. I won't name names. He had no secrets left and no names to name. So it would be an easy enough promise to keep. And this will keep it looking just the way it does? It will. What? What's this? What, what do you mean? How does it work? Well, it'll get sent through these rolls here and the film will be pressed onto it. Don't you dare! And then the film will be heated so it seals all around the leaf. And that will keep it protected and preserved just as it is now. What? Forever? Yeah, I guess forever. I've done it! I found the eternal life machine! Do it! Do it, my henchmen! Send me through now! Finally seeming to hear and obey, the boy pressed a button on the machine and Garrett began to slide toward the heated rolls. Yes! Preserve my body! <laughs> Preserve my mind! <laughs> Preserve my genius for all time! <laughs> Looks pretty good, son. Yeah, it looks really good. What are you going to do with it? I don't know. Put it on my shelf, I guess. Okay. Which is just what he did. He walked the laminated leaf into his bedroom and gave him a place of honor next to a red pine wood derby car and a baseball autograph by the shortstop of the local minor league baseball team. To the untrained eye, it looked like a slightly crumpled autumn leaf of a shade you might call burnt sienna. Maybe a dark rust. But to those who really knew how to look, they'd see an expression of wild delight. Manic victory. A glee that bordered upon insanity. He'd been the last leaf, and now he'd had the last laugh. Frozen forever between sheets of transparent polyester. Feel better, Voxbot? Not really, unless robots can get laminated. So you're still afraid of dying? Yes. Well, guess what? So is everybody. Good night. You have been listening to the inscrutable Brimble Banks Brothers electronic story time presentation of The Last Leaf or Fall of the Foliage, written by Brody H. Brocky and starring Brody H. Brocky as Bentley Brimble Banks and Justin Dinovic as Jameson Brimble Banks. This episode's story was brought to life by the voice talents of Theo Billups as Garrett, The Mad Leaf, Hala Alawai as Chilp to Dilp the Squirrel, and The Boy, Patrick Johnson as The Guard and The Dad, Evan Murphy as Ted, The Not So Mad Leaf, and Brody H. Brocky as Agent Pendergrass, The Top Secret Turtle. This episode's musical guest was Newish Star with the song, I Got Mad, from their album, You Missed Everything, Part 2. Check out more of their music at newishstar.bandcamp.com. 
this month's commercial was Ryko and Tiny's Tree Service Solution, written and performed by Brody H. Rocky. If you enjoyed this month's story and want to hear more, first consult a physician, and then subscribe. You can hear more episodes at BrimbleBanksBrothers.com or through iTunes. If you hate our podcast and everything it stands for, please place unhatched spider eggs deep into your nasal cavity and patiently wait for what you have coming to you. Like us on Facebook and Twitter for occasional pointless diversions. Until next time, this is the VoxBot 5000 for the Brimble Banks Brothers saying, Where'd I put the nut?